Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. Welcome back. We are back. We're on a different channel. We have New York. What up, doe? Marcus Same cussing. Back. Josh and is back. Don't worry, Yo, there'll still here. be more cussing. I promise. I promise to 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 not cuss in the first minute of the show. Wow. Gentlemen. That's what I can been, commit to. We we're in a new space, as you can see here. Uh we're gonna try something new. Show's gonna be a little bit different from now on. It smells not, weird in nothing here. bad. Mm-hmm. Tastes funny too. And we've been gone a couple months. Mm. I'm in a new location. Uh, ask me anything you want about Texas, and I will tell you what you need to know. What does Ray Felix think about Texas? He's cool with it. I mean, there's a bunch of pollen in the air, so I think he has a little bit of allergies because he sneezes more often. But uh, he's still cool with it. Likes playing around. Likes taking long walks. Is it hot AF? Nah, it was 86 degrees outside today, so... But what... When people ask me the question, how hot is it? I, I remind them that I was lived in Iraq for a year. Bring it on. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're going to give me, but I'm pretty sure I'm used to it. Also, who else is on this podcast? There is Mike. Oh, that's me. Hi. Hello, everyone. We're back. He did, he did already. There's Josh. What up, yo? Mike, he, he did already introduce us, so... Um... I, I did, but it's good for a reintroduction. Re, you Let, know what? We're so awesome, we deserve a reintroduction mm-hmm. on our relaunch. Hell yeah. So let's start Agreed. with Mike. How you been? It, it's been about three or four months. Mike, how you I, been? For the boys and girls at home, I know they can't see the video feed right now, but Mike, can you please zoom out your camera and turn off the black and white, for God's sake? <laughs> I, I'd rather oh, you okay, not yeah, get to on, the foibles that is Never! <laughs> I will never do this. Not once. Wait, one... One day we will have a video feed of what we look like, and today is not that day, but you will see the shenanigans that is Mike. Uh, I like to work my magic. Uh, But I've been doing great, Ray. I've uh, been, I don't know if we want to jump in too early to this, but uh, I've been playing some pretty cool games, and uh, I'd like to talk to you guys about them. We'll get to that, we'll get to that. I want to ask, since you're doing good, which is good to hear. Josh, how are you doing? Doing well. I'm doing, I'm doing splendidly. I've had a career change since our last podcast, and right. things are going well. I'm a corporate douche now. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, ask me about... Bottle service. Bottle service, cocaine, and, you know... The Stacy from accounting. Stacy from accounting and the dismal art of Fridays. How, I mean, I could, what's your favorite really- app at Fridays? Um, my my favorite app of at Fridays is the Wolf of Wall Street. Wait, is that actually an appetizer at TGI Fridays? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. How how As many times have Mike's you watched American note. Psycho this week and not gotten the subtext of it? How many times? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Are you saying there's subtext in that movie? No, it oh, is very oh direct. Oh boy, we got some work to do. Okay. <laughs> Um, hmm. But yeah, so I'm swell. I'm splendid. Um, I've also been playing some cool games. And um, on a side note, not that this has anything to do with games, but just being a general uh, nerd culturist, uh, my daughter, the baby Metroid, has recently taken a huge affinity 
for Pokemon, as in she will ask to watch Pikachu, and she's a year and a half old, and she'll look at the TV and go, Pikachu, and it's great. As a dad, I am freaking thrilled that she has fallen in love with my childhood show. So, yeah. Man, that is cool. That is cool. Right? She'll literally go like, Pikachu, and I'm like, fuck yeah, kid, let's watch some Pikachu. Good on Pokemon for keeping it going for, like, how many decades now? We're watching the OG series, too, right now. Just tell me when she starts watching Zoids, and then I'll then she'll have my attention. <laughs> you you went there. You, you had to I did, Zoids. yes. I, I keep forgetting it exists until you bring it up. I, I keep wanting mm-hmm. it to die, but you won't let it. Nope. So, every, look, look. every time you mention Zoids, a producer somewhere thinks, maybe it's time to bring back Zoids. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not with that. any, not with any modern production. The same production that it was okay. back then. Oh, God. Oh, if God. you, if you go into a bathroom and say Zoids was not, Zoids wasn't half bad three times while looking in the mirror, a Netflix exec will appear behind you and greenlight ten episodes. <laughs> live action. Live action uh-huh. versions of it. With, like, the biggest D-list actors you ever heard of. I tried it myself the other day, and, uh. Jeff Bezos got there like two seconds later, but uh, missed it by that oh, much. Oh, man. Missed it by that much. So, uh, guys, I know we're chomping at the bit to talk about the games that we've been playing in the past couple months. Um, Mike, you seem really eager about it. Let's start with you. What games have you been playing? Well, uh, uh, let me talk about oh, a couple of smaller things I've been playing before some of the heavy hitters. Um sure. One little game I have been playing and really enjoying a lot is a game called Into the Breach. It's a PC strategy game from the makers of FTL. And it is um, from Subset Games. And it's really cool because it kind of has the... I mean, it's kind of like a little... I mean, you only have like three kind of mech... It's like a grid-based kind of strategy game. And I think just generally, uh, like, I really like the kind of pixely art style. But it's like, has cute pixely art, but, like, the tone is still kind of dark in a way that's interesting. Like, the game starts with you. The concept is that, like, you have pilots of these mechs, and they're jumping into different timelines to try and, like, fight off this bug invasion. And then the first... and the, the first thing you, that happens to you in the game is that you're dropped into, like, an impossible battle. And you have to pick one of your pilots to send into another timeline to maybe beat the bugs. And, it like, the game does a good job of having this kind of, like, hero, not only, like, harrowing tone in, like, the presentation, but, like, also in the gameplay. Because you only have three guys, and they have, like, certain abilities, and different mechs can do different things with, like, pushing and pulling guys and hitting multiple targets and stuff. But eventually, there's like there'll be like six or seven bugs that are all attacking different things, and it's like it does a really good job of like making you have to make tough sacrifices to like win, and it it just feels it does a great job like contextualizing that in the story. Like it feels really cool to like put a mech in front of a train that is carrying innocent people, and have the mech like take a big hit of damage, but to protect the train. And it feels really like, oh, no, uh, this is bad when you just realize that there's nothing you can do about something and something's going to hurt somewhere. 
And yeah. it just kind of adds to this really cool tone, and it feels really good when you succeed. So that has been really cool. I think that's only like twenty. It's like twenty dollars or something. But I really enjoyed that. Um, I really want to play Into the Breach, but it's got the one thing that keeps me from playing it, and it's not on iPad or Switch, and that's the only thing keeping me off. Of it. I know. Um, I feel like with the, I don't know how well it would translate to Switch. I, I think playing it with a controller would be would be difficult. It's I mean because it kind of has a lot of like the precise kind of details of FTL. Um, oh, okay. But FTL did come to iPad, and I think Subset is looking into other platform options. So uh, you might if you, I bet if you hold out that that might be coming down the pipe for you. So uh, keep an eye out for that because FTL did come to iPad. So. Yeah, it could happen. I'm looking forward to it. If it happens, I'll definitely pick it up because it's got my favorite words in it, mechs. And yeah, mechs it's and strategy it's, game, and yeah, I'm down with that. It's really fun. I really like it. Um, another quick game I've been enjoying. Um, I've been playing. Wait, I, I just forgot what I was going to say. I've been getting, weirdly enough, I've been like getting back into like Ghost Recon Wildlands and kind mm-hmm. of a weird mindless way where you know i set aside all the weird jingoism of the game that makes me uncomfortable um but like some of i've just been messing around with it it's just like a fun chill you know hey here's a a base be tactical and take out the base kind of game like um that is not quite as zany as like a far cry but is but it's still kind of like loose so that's been kind of interesting um Hmm. There's. I've been, I mean, I've been. I've been playing some more game. Destiny. Uh, we uh, actually did the raid a, little, a couple weeks ago, and with our group, and uh, that was pretty. I think that went pretty well. Josh participated yeah. in that, and uh, <clears throat> that was definitely. Um, I'll jump in a little bit. Just, just talk about the raid. Um, it's one of those things that seems really daunting <laughs> when you hear about it in the lead up. Um, and as somebody who does not like spoilers or, you know, to really feel like I'm getting, uh, just walked through an area, I cannot underestimate how, A, important it is to have somebody who at least have some sense of what they're doing, um, explaining things, and two, even if you have somebody who says, hey, we need to do this thing, there's a lot of execution and minutia still that you have mm-hmm. to kind of get you to, uh, you know, come to terms with and get a grip on while you're doing um, the different areas of the raid leading up to the final, uh, the final conflict, which in itself has a different puzzles and challenges and things you kind of have to practice and get to terms with. Um, it was a lot of fun. Definitely a really uh, good way to, lengthen the life of destiny one of those things you don't want to do all the time but now that i and our group of friends know what we're doing we can honestly get it done in in two short playthroughs or one long weekend playthrough um and and still have a get a lot of life out of what's in destiny right now also really makes me want more of that kind of content just to say like hey i want another piece of 
the game that is this big, that is this complex, that is this separate from what the base game is, mm -hmm. to learn and master and explore uh, as Destiny evolves over um, the next few years. But it was a it was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad we did it. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I certainly had a blast, kind of leading leading everybody through it. And uh, for those who don't know, a raid is like, it's like a six man in Destiny. It's a six man team of where you know you're put into kind of different activities, puzzles, and challenges to, and it requires pretty precise coordination. And and I think you hit the nail on the head, Josh. That like, I appreciate people who go in blind, but it just seems. Uh, just the time, the raw time commitment is just something that just I don't think is realistic for me um, to do that, and 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 I and just even just like not having that, like you said, just the, the execution itself and the uniqueness of it compared to anything else in Destiny, I think makes it my favorite part of Destiny Two. It's some of the best content. I think it's some of the best storytelling in Destiny as well. Uh, yeah, with some of the lore kind of stuff going on. Around the the you know around the the kind of exterior of it and and some of the item descriptions from things you get that has interesting hints for future encounters. So I I think they they've added one chapter to it like one little chapter two in the uh, first expansion and there's another one coming up in the the next expansion coming out like in early May. So well, there is some more raid stuff to be done. Um. So that's kind of a quick summary of some of the other things I've been playing. But I think the first heavy hitter that we should talk about is uh, it's a pretty cool game because it's uh, it, it came out so wait, early wait. in 2018, and so uh, it feels so uh, wonderful wait, wait, to be. Before you get to it, I know what you're about to say uh, because we're we're all going to jump in <laughs> on that game. I want Josh to talk about the other games he's playing. Josh, don't mention that game. You. You know what okay. he's going to say. Okay. I'm um, up. Yeah. For me, not a lot besides the game we're going to talk about in Un Momento. A uh, couple things that I've been dabbling in, and we might talk a little bit more about this as well. Uh, just some, some crazy shit popping off in the Fortnite world since we've been gone. Uh, might get into that a little bit later, but uh, I have indeed played... A bit of Fortnite with uh, a few friends of mine who have uh, badgered me basically into downloading the game and giving it a shot. Um, in my first match, I got several kills and we went pretty far. So um, it's it's not as with the building and stuff. I thought it was going to be a little more um, complicated to kind of get to terms with how the building works in that game and what to do. But honestly. It's very easy and very fluid to build as you go along. Some of the resource collection to do the building is kind of obnoxious leading up to, um, you know, the parts in the fight where you're going to get, where you're going to need to build. Um, and I do not feel that the gunplay is very good. <laughs> it just, it just doesn't feel good. Um, <laughs> it's very, imp <laughs> it, it does feel cartoony and, it's very imprecise. Now, I will say the the guns have a very satisfying weight to them, but it's really when you're trying to, like, have a firefight and you're in close quarters, it's very um, 
obnoxious to have these guns that just feel so sluggish and like you basically have this giant fist coming out of the front of them rather than an actual bullet um that's that's it it's a weird metaphor but that's kind of how i feel it just yeah sometimes i think uh for me it just feels like i can't dial in the accuracy like it's it feels like it's very um i always mess up this part in science class but it's Okay, it's like you're you're okay. You're aiming this way, and it's definitely going to be within this little cone, but it just feels like it's all over the place w- within that little circle. Uh, and it just, I think I've seen that they're trying to rework some of that, um, some of the core shooting of it. But it, it just, I don't know if it's just that I haven't, I just haven't really been great at the combat. I haven't played a ton of it, but it just. It, I'm going in my um, uh, high, very uh, self-important Ugh. image of myself, in which I am the Ugh. purest and bestest gamer. I'm just going to assume it's oh, the game's fault that I'm bad, and not just my fault. So, yeah, yeah, you know. uh, yeah, that was that was rough. I did not like any of that. Truth hurts. But I also, unfortunately, agree with you too. Um, granted, I got a lot of kills in my first few matches, so... uh, I don't know what they call it. Oh. Okay. I have not won yet. I mean, I've only played, like, four or five matches, but, you know, I've gotten kills in every single one of them so far. Have you posted about it on your Snapchat? I have not. I have not posted about it on any social media, in fact. Have you played Um, it with Drake? I have not played it with Drake. Um, but it's not... It's not okay. bad. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed what I played. I, I think the gunplay isn't fantastic, but it's not the worst gun I've ever shot in a video game. Um, you know, I I enjoyed playing it with the group of the squad that I played it with, um, but I I still prefer PUBG. I just think PUBG is a better game. I like that style better. I like not having to collect resources and break apart buildings. I like not having to worry about building. I like the tension that's in PUBG a lot better than Fortnite. Fortnite just does not have the same tension and uh, sense of dread that you have in uh, in PUBG. Um, the other thing is I've actually started playing a little bit of Pokemon Moon. Not very far in. I'll have a report soon. Um, but yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> Ray, anything else you've been yeah, playing? Yeah, so in my move to uh, Texas, I played some Switch games. I played Celeste. Uh, it's oh. it's kind of a platformer. Yeah, it's a it's a time based platformer game where when you mess up, you go back to your checkpoint, so on and so forth. And it's got this really cool story about the main character grappling with anxiety. Uh, I dug it. I dug it a lot. I highly recommend anyone that has like an extra 20 bucks and a Switch to go ahead and buy that game and try it out. If you like platformers, because uh, if you don't like platformers, this Would is it not be the reductive to say this is it, like Super Meat Boy? Super Meat Boy Don't you dare say it. <laughs> it's the Dark Souls of platforming. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say something else. Damn it! <laughs> no cusses. This is a Christian podcast. No cussing. No. I'm just kidding. No. no. We can go. We can. That can be our our uh, unscripted gaming 
you know, retirement phrase. Thing, not everything is the Dark Souls of everything else. Because can we talk about that later for the one game we want? I want to talk about that with. Uh, that gets uh, into another game. I agree. Playing. Let's do that. That's a good. Um, that's a good transition. Thank you. Um, that game. That game was good. Uh, I played. Played a little bit of PUBG. Um, I got a couple chicken dinners in between the break. Uh, just two of them. And, you know, that game is still good. I played one match with you, Mike. And we ran roughshod over some people when we were record- when we were not recording. But when we were recording, you swear it we was were bad. just trashed here. I think... I don't know what happened. I, I think I just... Uh, <laughs> I don't play... Pu- I... I don't play PUBG enough to get any better than anyone else who's playing it regularly. So, I just actually can't beat anybody in yeah. any sort of firefight ever. Um, I'm playing the game that I'm still trying to convince Mike to play because nope. it's it. right mm-hmm. up his alley nope. of games that he'll nope. love to play. Monster Hunter World. Nope. And I... I dumped 75 hours plus into Monster Hunter uh, 3 Ultimate, and I dug it. I like that game. And then I uh, I was convinced by someone to get Monster Hunter World. They said it's like everything you wanted Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate to be, but better. And so I started playing it, and that person was not lying to me. All of the quality life improvements are just there. No longer, for anyone that's a Monster Hunter fan, when you drink a health potion, it used to be they drink the health potion, then they flexed. And Monster Hunter is one of those games where every single millisecond counts. So the fact you're drinking a health potion and then they take the time to flex right there, you're just like, stop! Flex or die. There's Uh, an Eldritch Abomination trying to eat you! (laughs) Don't flex! Oh, but th- that's gone. You can actually heal while oh, moving. Okay, now. almost there. And you can heal with a weapon equipped. And well, no, no, I'm a line. You can't heal with a weapon equipped, but you can heal while moving now at a reduced pace. The, the, the important thing sure is the character good. no longer flexes. I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm sure that's good. Um, and that's you have wonderful. a permanent palico. Always great. Um, Monster Hunter World, totally great. If you love Monster Hunter games, it's back. It's back in a big way. Um, it. No, he's not. Uh, then I've also been playing, and I yes. just completed. And the game, uh, you know, our friend over here is making some goofs. He's on the goof cam. Oh, my God. Because it's actually, <laughs> it's called God of War. Why don't they just call it God of War 4? It's clearly part 4. Just call it that. Well, it's a, it's it's a very much a tonal reset and, um, and gameplay reset. So I I'm okay with it being kind of a soft like kind of just going back to the original title. For those who don't know, the original God of War series on like the PlayStation Two and Three, it was very much like a chaos, like a Devil May Cry, crazy you know high combo beat 'em up kind of game. Uh, and this one is. Very much not that. It still definitely has some combat, but it's and it's much and it's much more kind of open world. It's not a, a super like a truly open world, but it's much more kind of free in terms of 
it's a much less linear game than previous titles, and the combat is much more, I guess, is grounded the right word? No, actually, if we can spend just a little bit talking about God of War, I, I think that game is special for a lot of different reasons. I would agree. Uh, it's I'm very much enjoying it so far. You are correct. It, it is a huge, soft reboot. Well, it's kind of a hard reboot of, like, gameplay, mm-hmm. of storytelling. Because in the story of the first three God of Wars, um, I have them sitting on my shelf. Story. Uh, it was just about Kratos just... The story, there's a story there. It's a Grecian story about revenge. Those stories exist. And it's fine. They're fun. I mean, it's all about Kratos just killing all of the Greek pantheon gods. And that's a story. And his trials and tribulations to do it. But this one is like a really deep bonding story about Kratos bonding with his... Boy. Uh, sometimes bratty son... Uh, Drinking game. Take a sip of your drink. Any hard drink. Whenever Kratos says the word boy. boy. And you will not no, make that, it. That was, that was a little too um, um, Boy. <laughs> you will be nah, nah, I can't. I just can't boy. do it. <laughs> he, he barely calls him by his name. Um, I like I love the combat in the new God of War. Um, his new it's not the blades of chaos, but the Leviathan axe is great. Um, it, it's a good little mix up. It's got great little puzzle elements to it, more than I expected. I love the bonding relationship that Kratos develops with his son Atreus throughout the game, because uh. It, it, it kind of starts off where you don't really know, like, does Kratos actually like this kid or not? And as you kind of progress through the game, you know, you, it, it starts to kind of answer that question one way or another. I, I really don't want to get into spoilers because the game's, like, really, really fresh. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, so none of that. None of that. Um, it's Excellent. Excellent, and God of War is always known for this, just having great set pieces and mm, uh, some of the set pieces and cinematics in this game are gorgeous for Norse mythology speaking, just larger than life. Pantheon uh, of gods and that whole mythology, and, and definitely, like you said, anyone who had any concerns about this, um about the the alleged grounding of God of War uh, there's definitely based on I, I'm I don't know how exactly how far I am through the story but I've definitely seen some stuff that has been pretty epic in scope in terms of what you're fighting and encounters so uh, you will not that stuff is still there don't worry it just you know it, it when it comes it is very there's very much a great build up towards it and it, it definitely kind of because they've kind of reset the scale and scope of it that stuff that you know it's just like a oh it, compared to anything else in the game it just is just mind blowing and it, it it totally works um oh we already talked about like the world building which i really like the environment's really cool um for certain reasons, I think some of the sound design in a couple of scenes is just super rad. And li- and 
There have been there hasn't been a lot of times when when I've been playing a game where I've been like literally out loud to myself like, oh my, oh wow, oh boy, like there hasn't been like that just doesn't really happen and that happened in this game. So there's some really cool moments that are that are really just like, oh, oh wow. I don't want to give it away, but there's one thing that happens. I think I know what you're, I'm talking about. Yes. If you've seen a trailer, you've probably seen it, though, so it's not that big of a deal. There's a moment where you meet a big thing, and when that big thing starts doing another thing, and the sound Your TV makes that, a sound it's never done before, about, and in a way that to, is I'm really cool. I'm trying to give away too much. And might shake something um, loose if something isn't screwed down. Yeah, you, if you've seen the trailer, <laughs> you, know. you, you put two and two together, and you'll come up with the four. When this thing talks to you, there's never a moment where that isn't just amazing in the game presentation. Like, it's it's really cool. There's a lot of... I, I was wondering, really cool like, how, like, how, like, how did you do that? What, what sort of sound mixing did you do to produce this? Because, um, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I... I've never heard that particular register of sound coming out of my speakers. <laughs> it's like... Um, the scale of that game. Uh, I, I know it's, it's an open world game, so everyone always talks about the scale of an open world game. But the scale of this open world game does something special with it. It... It's not only larger than life because there's a lot to do, and of course there's a lot of like there's a there's literally yeah. a in your menu a checklist of things to do like a proper open world game should have, but this checklist of things to do you can start running down and uh, the world actually gets bigger as you I don't know how the best to describe that there are certain things in the world just bigger. Uh, the more you go on than what you believe it would be. It's not like a skyscraper in Grand Theft Auto V. It's like this enemy is stupidly enormous and you have to fight it. Good luck to you. What have you. <laughs> yeah, it keeps opening up. Like it keeps getting bigger. <laughs> The world that you're exploring just there, there's actually a part when I beat the game where there was so I, I think I told you guys this in our chat there's so much game left that I'm curious if I would sound silly for saying I think there's actually too much game because <laughs> there's a certain point where it's there was a certain point at least for me when I'm playing where I'm like I'm really glad this exists for someone that cares about it but holy crap, that's a lot of game. You're asking me to... Do, and it's not just like little pieces like, go kill this group over here. Go... Uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see... I mean, I'm still kind of playing through the story. Um, but based on you know what I've heard about people's thoughts about the game, I'm really curious to see... You know what they do next. I mean, not to say not to say like there isn't still a lot of stuff to to dig through and, and get from and get from this. Um, 
I'm just really, I, it's, I think they've got a great foundation to do some new stuff, and, and there's still lots of room to like build on the gameplay. Um, and I guess one kind of, I don't know how much more we want to we dwell on, on God of War, but um, uh, I mean, I'm just sidebar, I'm really liking it. As, as someone who's never played any other God of War game, I have really enjoyed this game. Uh, so don't, I mean, it, it, and you can kind of, you, you can kind of, it's pretty easy to pick up on the beats of like, if you haven't played those games, I mean, obviously there's like context that is helpful, but I, I've, I haven't felt like that's reduced my enjoyment of the game at all. Um, and just like, it kind of is crazy how much, um, Santa Monica, the Santa, Sony Santa Monica studios mm-hmm. are able to get out of a PlayStation. Like, it is. I mean, there's definitely like a lot of tricks that they're kind of using to disguise, just to just kind of disguise the scope in ways. But it's clear that there's like the craftsmanship is very is apparent because it's it's just man. It's it's really cool to see that. It's a, I guess it's a larger thing for Sony. It's like it's really cool to see them investing heavily in big scope, yeah. you know, kind of single player games that just do an incredible job of showcasing. Like, of I mean, it's just it just does not some and sometimes it just does not make any sense how this is is running on a on a PlayStation. Like it just blows my mind. It's like this is like this looks so good. Like this is and it's not just like the raw like the raw graphics are, are insane, but like it's just the like the design and the art and the like the the like the all the design behind that is is so intelligent too. And it just it works so well together. So it's just I think it's just really cool to see how well the how well coordinated and clearly how much effort was put into uh, just that the the visuals of the game from the ground up, and it's yeah, it's a it's special. It's really worth if you have a play. Like this game is why people have is why someone a lot mm-hmm. of people are gonna finally get a PS4. Like it's it's a like it is a it is a flagship console moving like. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, it's like you know the true blockbuster, and they've, based on what I played, like they've absolutely knocked it out of the park, and it's crazy. Um, if I had negatives to say about it, and I don't have many, because I thoroughly enjoyed everything, thing I played about it. Um, if you play the game for about five hours, it runs into that open world trapping of, okay, you've literally seen every enemy type in the game. Now it's just recolors of different ones from here on out. After probably like the five hour mark. Uh, There's like one certain point where you go to like a new location and you see some new enemy types, but that'll be it. That's that's like Mm -hmm. the extent of what you're getting. And that's fine. You know, that that's the same. That happens in every single God of War game that happens in most open world games. It's nothing new. Um, I do love some of the world building that's done from the... Because Sony Santa Monica didn't ignore the other three God of War games. It does make very small, and then as the story progresses, very large hints and callbacks to the other games. And 
It's because Kratos is what? It looks like he's in his 60s. He's not that. I would say he's like he's much in older his now. Um, late 40s, 50s. Well, see, I don't know because he's a god and he ages differently because of that. He's a demigod. It's well, yeah. he looks like well, someone in his 50s. So actually, if I if you'll allow me to adjust my well, actually, when you beat God of War one, he ascends in the godhood. And then in God of War 2, he loses his godhood. Then at some point, he gets it back. I don't know. Well, what? Huh? Hey, hey. The, there's a story in the game, damn it. <laughs> the story is there. <laughs> it's not rich. It, it, it's Speaking of which, um, speaking of a rich story, uh, there's one last game I played during our break. And um, I beat Near Automata on... All yes. the other paths. The last time I checked in with it, I beat only Route A. Then after much, much convincing from Mike to just keep pushing through it, I decided one day, okay, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna I'm gonna really give this a shot. I'm going to Route B right now. I beat Route B, I was like, alright, that was kinda wicked. Uh-huh. That's kinda nice. I beat Route C. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, I'm here to stay. Where's this going? <laughs> We're in a then Route D and you're, yeah, oh. and like the and then Route E, and it, I'm not it's, like, Route it, it e made me tear up too. I'm like, a grown man. I'm, I think, I'm like gonna I said during Route our game e of the year podcast, <laughs> I'll probably play games with better combat. <laughs> I'll probably play games with better graphics. Um, I'll probably play. There are a lot of things individually about Nier that will probably that will you know no definitely be mm-hmm. exceeded by other games. But I really don't think I will ever forget that game. Like, just the... I mean, the characters, like, the storytelling. Like, just... It, it's a game that I feel like... No. Actually nah. has themes and motifs and builds on them and pays them off well. And it's not just, like, a game about robots or, like, are robots are people? And it's like, no, dog... What are people? And it actually like does interesting stuff with that question instead of like there's a lot of very easy AI like tropes for that game to fall into and it doesn't and then Yeah, yeah, just, it goes much deeper than it that. It sets up ver- a very clear like kind of I mean like I said it kind of it sets up to have those tropes and then it just completely like yeah. throws them out the window, it does something completely different and then it's an ending in a game that feels like it has consequences in a way that no, literally no other game does. To be fair, the first Nier game had a similar ending. I, I looked this up on the wiki. Because after I beat Nier Automata, I went... I went ahead and subscribed mm-hmm. to Yokotaro's Twitter because he instantly became one of my favorite game designers. You're now in the top five, Yokotaro. Congratulations. You, uh, that was amazing. Um, but I started researching all of his previous work and the first Nier game, the one that nobody played, Nier Gestalt and Nier, uh, I forget what the other subtitle is. Um, yeah, those, those have similar endings, but the combat is bad. And that's the thing with Yoko Taro's, like, previous games. He always told these great stories, but uh, the games just weren't fun to play. So, 
Platinum Games making this because they Platinum Games has been let's call it what it is they've been making some bad games lately. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I see you, Platinum Games. The game wasn't good. Star Fox Zero, I see you, Platinum Games. That game was not good. That was not a good video game. Then they made this, and now what happened? Like a year later. It's like they were sitting on their talent and sitting on their, like, ambition. And they were just like, we just need a proper direction. And then they make this dynamite All glory to mankind. game of... Yeah, probably one of the Man. best games ever made. Man, that game I, I don't rips. say that lightly. Oh Near Automata is definitely oh, one of the so best good. games ever made. Oh! Like, easily. Oh, and it builds... It has themes. It builds on them throughout the game. And like the as, soundtrack, as you, mm. the intro gets more complicated. Mm, the soundtrack of that game. Uh, the game is so good. Oh my God. And I want to point out, it's not a multiplayer game at all. C- can you imagine that these, that just beautiful games can sell well, critique well, people give them rave reviews, and they don't have to have multiplayer. It's like you don't need multiplayer. Huh, weird. Boxes. I went there. In the video game. Yeah, but what if you didn't <laughs> need yeah. Yeah. a campaign? Huh? Do we want to get into that? Do we want to talk, about, talk about fun it. Dragon Ball? Or do we because want to get into I that? said that Nier Automata rips. But if we're going to talk about, I want to talk about the Dragon. dopest games of 2018... We need to talk about the game that slaps like nothing else, and it's Dragon Ball <laughs> Fighters. Oh my god, that game is so good. It's amazing. It's Dragon Ball. It's a character fighter. You got people swapping in. They're doing combos. They're doing cannon supers. Oh, it's man, it's so good. Shit, that game is so good. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of funny that the most hype fighting game this year that's not Smash Brothers, whenever that comes out, uh, is actually Dragon Ball and not Marvel vs. Capcom. Because Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite kind of died in like a poor, very sad trash fire. And, and then Dragon Ball Fighter Z comes out and it's just like, remember all your favorite characters? What if they all just fought each other in a Guilty Gear Arc System style game? And you will sit back and you're like, keep talking. I want to hear every other word that's about to come out of your mouth. And you're like, no, no, hear me out. Everything's going to be great. It's going to make callbacks to all Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, and Dragon Ball all the characters are going to be beautifully animated. Vegeta's going to be the best character in the Man, game. Man, it really makes me sad that they're adding... That some people people data mined that game and they're adding regular Goku and regular Vegeta. So you'll literally be able to have three Vegetas and it makes me really mad. <laughs> oh my gosh, Strike Team Vegeta will be complete. It'll be Vegeta... I'm just gonna have to keep. I'm just gonna have to keep working on Big Boy, T. 
team big boy and oh yeah so broly is in the game and broly much like in the anime is an sob he just walks every time i do like a certain attack against mike and he's playing broly my mind still kind of snaps a little at how much super it's really broly quite stupid plows right through one of Vegeta's punches. But I think, like, generally speaking, like, the things I like about the game, I mean, I'm not as, I'm not a, I, I'm a, a beginner to, I'm still probably a beginner in, like, an arc, I've never played an arc systems fighting game before, but I kind of, this is gonna, this is gonna sound a little strange, I kind of like how it has a soft Super Smash Bros. approach, in that the characters, I mean, have, like, quarter circle A always throws a fireball for every character. Or this special move is always done by quarter circle Y or quarter circle X. And it just varies from character to character. Obviously, there are specific combos and uh, kind of chains that are character unique. And that's where, like, the deeper, the like, the greater depth of the game lies. Is kind of figuring out the super crazy combo chains, um, but I the game I've loved how like approachable the game is, like from a, compared to I I really liked Injustice too, uh, but some of the it's just like remembering like having to like study a a character to do like a, a just a crazy like dial a combo just to even do like one thing that in dragon ball is it's it's basically i love how it's really the game makes it really easy to do really cool stuff very quickly and that i mean that makes me more engaged to like learn the basics and then now that i've kind of gotten that look into like the combo challenge mode and learn like okay well i can do like the auto combo stuff but I know that there are better combos for these characters. Let me go into the really great training mode where I can set this character to keep jumping or block my follow-ups so I can make sure that, like, I'm doing better a better job stringing together combos as fast as possible. Like, all that, like, technical detail stuff around that that it builds into to, like, not only help get you into the game and make it approachable, but to help you get better at it as someone who's trying to get better at it. I've really appreciated. And plus it's just like gorgeous. Like it looks just like a 3d version of the show. And when you like, you get trunks like cutting up Frieza when you get the cannon ending and like Bardock getting blown up by Frieza and I don't sell melted people. And uh, when, Go- when Goku gets beaten by Beerus and it does that whole cutscene there. Beerus is so sassy. I love him. <laughs> they got that new character, Android Twenty One. I haven't. She. I, I played with her a bit in the story, and there. she seems pretty, not pretty solid. Uh, but I, I haven't. I haven't messed around enough with to with to uh, say anything. I know that Goku Black has a ridiculous uppercut, and Krillin has little itty bitty baby arms, which just feels very appropriate. I don't know why anyone would play Krillin. <laughs> Or Yamcha. Yamcha, I've gotten beaten by Yo, Yo, Yamcha is good, okay? Yamcha is pretty legit. You need to uh, play someone better than me who's good at Yamcha, but Yamcha is pretty good. 
And Android. No, I've been beaten by Yamcha, but it wasn't like a good beat. And it was like, okay, you won against me. Good for you. And Android it 16 is hilarious because you can A, dunk people, and B, suicide and, and instantly kill anybody, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. that You want to go here, and when you play the game, like I did, for like, okay, I've been in practice mode for about three hours. Okay, I've. I've beaten a couple of uh, I've beaten a couple of friends. I've beaten a couple of people in these ring matches. Let me go ahead and go to the online mode and hit casual and see what happens. Man, man, you let someone show you how bad you are at the game. <laughs> when and I swear to God, I just put my fight stick down, took a drink of my water because <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh, here comes the seventy-hit combo." That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, the the moment they it's like hit confirm you're going for a ride and then your character's just flopping like, the, oh, the, the quarter pressure. But, hey, but man, it's just like even dead. some of the matches like uh, like even some of the matches like I've done or, or like I've done with Ray I felt like they've had just a really great like cinematic moments or comebacks and like you get like when you finish with the super you get the destructive finish where it shows like a quarter of the planet just being blown up and it's just like oh this is so cool like <sighs> man i'm just the game is so hype i just freaking love it i can't i've uh um i can't wait to see what they do with like more characters and stuff um it's just and i, and I feel like i barely like really dug into the roster that's in the game right now and it's Already got a really great roster, so I um man, that game is a uh, I really mm. like that game. I it's cannot so hype to watch some Evo matches of this game. Oh man, it's so good to watch some people just like dr- just set their fight sticks down, and you're just watching people just watching Goku just wail on a fool. That's what I want to see. I haven't seen Goku on a big screen. Someone playing like Vegeta or Super Saiyan uh, God it's Vegeta canon. or Cell just beating the hell out of people for some money. That's what I want to see. Is uh is Vegeta is Super Saiyan Vegeta your favorite character? Oh, my favorite character is yes, it's Super Saiyan Vegeta. My second favorite character is you already know the answer to this. Super Saiyan God Vegeta. <laughs> If they add a third Vegeta to the game, I'm actually going to uninstall it. I will no longer play that game. <laughs> the third Vegeta comes in. I see your Steam updates. See, that's the problem. Is like I really like Cell, but I clearly should have picked a character which I knew that there were like multiple versions of. Like I should just I should just switch to Goku, and just start doing Goku so I can play as like three Gokus. I haven't unlocked Super Saiyan God Goku yet. I think if you buy the character pass, they... I'm not going to buy... So I already dumped $140 into this game by buying the game. Don't look at me. No, I'm looking at you like that. Buying the game. (laughs) Buying the game, and then after playing with Mike for one day, I'm like, this is the most (laughs) hype fighting game I've played in years. And then buying the DLC the same I really wish I should... I should have recorded that, because it was literally... He was just, like, dying. It was hilarious. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yeah. So you're... Yeah. So you're... Yeah. mm, So you're telling me you bought the game, and you bought DLC for the game, but that DLC... 
did not include the characters no. for the game. Fighting games being pretty much reliant on the characters, so what the f*** did you buy? So, I bought the character pass. Hear me out. It's awful, and I, I don't like myself for doing this. <laughs> but it unlocked Broly, Bardock, and a guaranteed six other characters that come out later this year. So I basically bought a promise. You can make fun of me all you want. And that's not including the next day I bought a fight stick. <laughs> so there's my $140 I spent on... Bardock is really bad. Too. He's so, so cool. So he can't throw fireballs for crap, though. He can't buy the me, huh? character pass or the DLC, whatever. You don't actually mm -hmm. get the characters; you just get the ability to unlock the characters. No, you got the characters. He's uh, you. There's oh. you get Super Saiyan God Goku <laughs> and Super Saiyan God Vegeta are like are separate thing. Those are the ones you can That's unlock. A character pack, but you can okay. also. You, through the arcade mode, but you can also like pay two dollars oh, okay. to unlock them or something. Gotcha. I was I was about to say I thought Ray just spent like fucking <laughs> eight grand to basically buy extra maps and not get the freaking characters, and I was about to lose so it. I've always felt weird about fighting games that add characters as DLC. Because let's be honest, it's wrong. That yeah, it feels wrong because that messes with the meta of the game, and you're charging people extra for it. Remember when fighting game characters came on the media, like the cartridge or the disc, and it was up to you to unlock them, not to throw cash at the screen. That being said, I bought every single fighting game character on Smash Four the day it came out because I'm that type of hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> when Cloud was announced, I couldn't buy him fast enough. <laughs> so yes, I'm that person. If the, if the character's interesting enough, I'll probably spend money on it. But yes, you're absolutely right, Josh. It does ultimately feel wrong because the only way like you're gonna adapt to the meta of that game is playing the character yourself and understanding how the character moves and flows. And if you can't do that, you can't get better at the game so the only way you get better at the game ultimately like if you ever want to go like tournament level yeah but i think tournament i think the for game. the so, yeah, yeah the vast majority of that players does feel wrong. i don't i don't think that's like precisely relevant i mean because tournament level i mean what no, tournament no, like, no, like are we talking like evo because that's like 0.1 percent of players no i'm talking like your local tournament scene i'm talking like whatever like game shop you got down the uh downtown or whatever like that uh they're hosting like a tournament and then someone we'll take this um the last tournament video i think i sent you uh in that we'll put it, let's um, let's put it this way like yeah maybe you were you know you're not gonna be able to go tournament level but I'm such a casual player, I am never going to buy the character pack. I just can't justify it. I don't play the game enough. As much as I love it, as fun as it is, I can't justify that spend. So I'm never going to be able to play the full experience with YouTube because I can't justify that cost. So there are characters that I'm never going to be able to play, and it's going to segment the game from what we're able to experience together playing 
online and I which speaking of online holy shit that game has the worst method for getting players and friends to play online it is unacceptable in 2018 to have a system so fucking terrible that I look at PS2 games and say man those games had better matchmaking systems than this game right now Josh please don't holy talk about Silicon shit. please please do not this is not the Silicon minute welcome, <laughs> welcome to Elskrip so let Socom. me tell you about a game called Socom no don't do it now hold on if you're talking about like where you have to like take your avatar and set up a ring match it's I awful think that's that because bad. you can't build cute. a regular friends list you can't it, like you can't find your friends from Steam you have to be talking to them and be like hey Follow, fo- find okay, me go, and everyone follow go to U.S. Me. Eastern Seaboard. Uh, okay, Lobby which, 5. Which of the Goku Blacks are you? Oh, I'm that one. It is awful. Okay, okay, I see what you're... Okay, so I guess I'm just in the 1% category where when it's normally 1%. me and Mike setting up a fight, we're already on Discord and talking. <laughs> yes, that's me pinging in the air. So for the average person... Just trying to sell okay, a fight. Here's, yeah, first it, off, now, you should You're not right. have to Google how to play a multiplayer game in 2018. And the first time Mike and I did it, not only did we try and get in the same server, but somehow did it not. We had to Google how to play multiplayer in the game, and it took more than 10 minutes. And we were on Discord talking together, and it was obnoxious and obtuse, and it shouldn't happen freaking a you're, you're right it, it is i am now that you're actually explaining he's not the wrong it's it, it didn't seem that bad because i hope they i hope they do better I, and i feel like i've it's also been inconsistent with like the match the match latency because sometimes it's been perfect and i mean that honestly there's so many variables into yeah. that like it could just be my like my internet it, like, but it's sometimes that's been spotty. Like, cause for a fighting game, having just just even a little bit of latency really kind of pushes it into unplayable territory. Um, so and and like I said, most of the time it's been great, but I have I've had patches where it's been real rough. Um, but yeah, so I hope they do some more stabilizing on that, and I wit and I hope that they do some streamlining on the lobby friends list stuff too. But the, I think those are definitely valid and complaints that I think that they should I think they should fix. And B, I'm pretty sure they're aware of too. So hopefully we'll see some changes about that coming down the pipeline. Man, that game is so hyped though. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that game is rocks. Yes. Yeah, uh, the game is not kind to you if you are if you don't start picking up on the mechanics of that game. And there are, uh, even though what Mike said is absolutely true, they are very easy to get into. If yeah. If you don't start picking up on the mechanics of that game and you want to play online, nope. you're just getting get you're just gonna get the beatdown and the beatdown express don't stop. There are no tr- stops on this train. So you, it's kind of like trial by error. You got to get in there and learn everything. Did you know you're well, that's why you got a two H baby? Cancel that block and you get set up for a twenty five string combo. Bow. No, well you're about to learn today. <laughs> you're the one who's gonna die. 
Man, Bardock Super is so hype. Marvel versus Capcom 2. I'm going to take you for a ride. He does the one-handed Kamehameha. It's so cool. I I do love Dragon Ball Fighters. It's so cool. In before, Bardock never went Super Saiyan except in movies, but who cares? It is. It's really cool looking. He did white. To be fair, it's like his level 3. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. And I love Bardock. Just because of how silly it is that Goku's dad It's just like Goku with a Rambo <laughs> headband and less fireball. It's, it's evil so Goku. <laughs> also, Goku's a bad father. Um, He's just not a... Oh, yeah. Have you guys been... We haven't... Uh, you're watching Kai yes. right now, aren't you? Yes. We haven't, we haven't rewatched oh, yeah, it before because uh, my Kai. wife has never seen it before. So I'm like, oh, this will be fun. And she has often remarked that uh, Goku is a very terrible father, which she's not. He's kind of like a Labrador. Like he's like a he's like a, he's like a he's like a you know like a Labrador dog. Goku has a heart of gold, lovable guy, but gosh darn it, sometimes he's just not very smart. Like love him to death. No. Sometimes he's real dumb though. So I finished Dragon Ball Super, and uh, which occurs. Right after Kai, all of Kai. I haven't watched the Boo arc of Dragon Ball Z Kai because I just, I hate the Boo saga so, so much. Yeah, we might have to skip that part. That's what I think we might do. I was like, oh, by the way, they fought a pink guy for like three years, and Wikipedia first he was big, so a big boy, too. and then he was a little dude, and then he got big again. I think, and then he dies. I forget. I don't want to get into it. It's it's silly. It's silliness. Uh, But in Dragon Ball Super, you know how you were saying Goku's a bad father? They don't even keep that as like a hidden thing you just figure out as you're watching. Like the characters start like joking and like berating Goku in Dragon Ball Super about like how absolutely horrible of a human being that he is at times. And he's so dumb, he doesn't catch It's finally like, holding him accountable. Chi-Chi, After all these years. one episode that occurs between two arcs where Chi-Chi spends the entire episode railing into him. Like, why are you not helping me raise our son? Like, And why don't you have a job? Why don't... And it's just like this beautiful slice of life. Hey, hey wait a minute. Is she wrong? <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> it's like for 23 minutes of Chi Chi just ripping into Goku and telling him to get a job, help raise our son, act like a good father for once in your life. Uh, I'm gonna send you a call. Well, I don't know, Chi Chi. I need to train more. <laughs> That's what he says! That's what he says! <laughs> Transmissions to King Kai's <laughs> planet. He's like, I could do that, or big. <laughs> or I could Fortnite with the squad. Bleep. <laughs> when you get to Super, you, you'll enjoy those scenes uh, because some a lot of Dragon Ball Super is actual hot garbage. Some of it's great. Uh, the last, I think I said before, the last four episodes are sublime and kind of genius like beautiful pieces of anime well, that's new but everything leading up to that is just kind of eh eh 
uh, skip skip the first two arcs. The first two arcs are the movies you probably already watched. It's like, uh, what is it? Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. Uh, the first two arcs of Dragon Ball, the first like 36 episodes, Oof. or 26, yeah, the first oh. 26 episodes okay. are those two movies stretched yeah. out into 26 episodes. And it's awful. Don't watch it. Do yourself a favor and just don't watch <laughs> episodes 1 through 25. I promise you they're not missing anything. I, I promise that. Josh brought up something kind of silly that I guess we should talk about real quick. Because it's kind of like this weird thing that Activision is trying that I, for a lot of reasons, don't agree with. Josh probably doesn't even remember what it was. I, I No, I do. It took me a minute. But we're talking about Call of Duty and now... Basically, all but announcing that they're going to be removing the campaign from the upcoming Call of Duty Black Ops for <sighs> this year. Uh, I'm going. Where do you start? I would that? like to play devil's advocate here, and <laughs> that I'm advocating for a mega corporation. You know. Um, Go ahead. I think. I think nowadays yeah. it's easier than ever to tell. Chill. You have no. I mean, because things like trophy data, so you know they can, you can get you people who play you know games obviously get like trophies or achievements for you know hey you completed this level of the campaign you completed this level of the campaign, and at a certain point they probably had a graph where it's like, okay, if we have, if X number of people are, if only X number of players are getting the completed the campaign achievement and it's costing us why money to make the campaign at a certain point it's not worth it for them to to put those resources into that and it's better off putting it into an element of the game that people are a that people are more engaging are are are, are more engaged with so if they if their player base data is telling them that people are spending more time with the multiplayer and that eventually if it it eventually when that when those numbers are right it might make sense for them to maybe drop a traditional story based campaign and the work that goes into that and invest that into making a more robust multiplayer and maybe some kind of supplemental co-op not like big linear campaign type thing that's what i that's what i think their justification would be well here's the thing though and i get that i do i i really do but i just can't help but have that feeling that they are just trying to nickel and dime and eke every last cent out of the consumer rather than giving that person the quote-unquote best value for their multiplayer experience. And I know they probably have data that says a good portion of people do not uh, play with or finish the campaign, Um, but there's something about buying a Call of Duty game or thinking about a Call of Duty game without a campaign that just just doesn't feel right. Plus, a lot of signs point to the fact that they were working on a campaign that just 
wasn't going to come together in time. So they kind of scrapped the project and just said, hey, let's just say fuck it and still charge $60 and just give the multiplayer. And I do not believe that they are really truly going to flesh out the multiplayer any extra than they would have if they released Call of Duty Black Ops 4 with a campaign than they are in this current state. I could be wrong, Mm. but I'd bet on myself on this one to not be. So, uh, I actually don't have a problem uh, intrinsically with uh, Activision, Treyarch, or whatever studio has it this year, uh, releasing a multiplayer-only Call of Duty. That's fine. Uh, My one Mm -hmm. capitulation that I would say if you're going to do that uh, just don't charge sixty bucks. Charge forty. Charge charge forty bucks. The extra twenty bucks. That's the savings back to you as a consumer, uh, because there's no single player mode. Because believe it or not, I actually sometimes enjoy some Call of Duty single player modes, like Modern Warfare One, Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops. I enjoyed those single player modes, but uh, uh, if you're gonna take out the single player mode, yeah, just don't charge forty bucks. Just, just I mean, don't charge sixty bucks. Just say it's forty bucks. Here's your game. We know there's no single player mode. That's where the extra $20 per... Because it's not like Activision's broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's not like they're suffering for cash. It's not like they couldn't take a little time to make another Call of Duty game. They're just wanting to release it on time. Or maybe they found out, like Mike said, there's enough data to prove that their people don't care about the single player that much. Or people in mass. But for the people that do... Yeah, I think kind of like like you and Josh said, I think it kind of comes down to, it, I don't know if we'll ever know 100% sure, but it would be really interesting to see like what the timing of when this decision was made. Like, is this something that they've been seeing for multiple, you know, iteration, multiple Call of Duty games and that they felt like they finally had the data to like justify this? Or if it was like, it was something that was originally greenlit for this project, but like canned late because they're making some kind of weird pivot to something else. Uh, it'll be, I don't, like I said, I don't know if we'll ever hear the full story there, but I think that would be, I think that would change a lot about how I, uh, what I would think about this. Like, um, I kind of, like I said, like, I think, I understand if like the data just shows that it not an, enough people are like engaging with it for them to to spend the money on it, um, and that's just really just not a driver for the majority of the player base. Um, and then they might, and then they you know Destiny has or uh, not act not Destiny Activision has single player shooting games that have a story focus like Destiny that they might try to steer those players towards or something, but. I think like uh, I think that would be interesting to see. Is I'd love to get more info about when this decision was made in the process. I'm kind of shocked you just called Destiny a single player shooter. There's a large single player component to that game. I mean, it's there, but it's built around the multiplayer. That is true. I you know based on Activision's like current release record of games, it's like here's your Call of Duty. Here is, well, it's Activision Blizzard, so whatever Blizzard releases also is included in their catalog. And Blizzard doesn't release much, to be honest. They don't have to. 
Uh, so there's Call of Duty. There's they don't even really Spyro games anymore. Uh, then there's Destiny, and I think that's about it. Like EA has drastically reduced the catalog of games that they put out yearly because they make so much money. Because they kill Mass one Effect. or two games. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's EA. Yeah. Port. Just remaster Mass Effect. Mass Effect, and let's just get it over with. One and two. Man, if there was ever a game... Now, thank you for saying that. If there was ever a sci-fi game in desperate need of a remaster, Mass Effect 1 is on the top of that list. That, ga- that game is great, but... Man, it has not aged well, technologically speaking. Yeah, that game what is... What are you putting your thumb down for, Josh? That game is not the most fun to play. The last time I played it, like... Mass Effect Seven two, years ago. Still good. Josh, I take it you're not a Mass Effect fan. Oh, I've never oh, played. Okay, I just wanted to they're, give you they're, shit. They're I thought it'd be fun, First and it was. Two are great. Three's okay. Three it's has the its, best Star it's Trek downsides, video game. but it's still good. Uh, You know what? That's a hundred percent. That's what it is, and I think that's why I like it so much. Obviously, there's <laughs> more, there's more guns yeah, than yeah, and less, you. you know, uh, perfected so utopian bad, society. Shut down. Um, a lot more guns, but you know, it's very Star Trekky in the world building. Yeah. I love, I think that's why I love it. You know, when you really get down to it, because the lore is just that sort of deep Star Trek-like thing where it uh, it asks very difficult like questions about AI and what it means to be a human or what it means to just be yeah. alive. And all like the, the history like, with like the sentience. different races um, and stuff. It's and really yeah, cool. there's a lot of guns and space travel. And, oh, yeah. You can get lost in that codex. Yeah, that that's a good one. Start start to change the org partition. Uh, Mass Effect One Remaster EA. Don't let don't leave money on the table. <laughs> Andromeda didn't work out. I'm really it, interested oh, to see because Anthem, Anthem, for those man. who don't know, is a I, I know you guys are loving Destiny nope. too. Is the guys, the Electronic Arts response to the type of game that Destiny is uh, from Activision. And uh, I imagine well, with E3 coming up, getting here sooner, it's creeping up on us fast, and we'll probably no- hear a lot more about it then in June. Uh, but it's definitely kind of positioning itself to... I think they pushed it back to f- first quarter of next year. Um Yeah. And it's definitely kind of angling itself to be, uh, to be um, a, a destiny killer. I'm not, I'm sure they were sweating bullets yeah. during the all the uh, battlefront microtransaction stuff because they're like, oh god, our entire game is built around that system too. What do we do? Oh no. Um, but I imagine that's something they're probably pretty aware of. And destiny has. You know, has very publicly made a lot of, you know, 
from Destiny 1 to still ongoing with Destiny 2. I think the game is on the right track, but there's a lot of arguments to be made that Destiny has not made the best use of, I guess, the player base it has, the resources it has. Like, It feels like Destiny is leaving a lot on the table and that if there is a game that... And there is very much potential, I think, for the audience that is the, the largely the large vocal audience of destiny to become vocal about something else very quickly if it if the right game comes along so i mean anthem is still so far out we so we know so little about it that it's way too early to tell like um if that is going to be all pulled off i am um yeah, I, I am holding all judgment on Anthem thoughts, reactions, and whatnot until it releases because given EA's track record, who knows? And it, it's really going to come down to what that game is, when it launches, and that's it. Whoa. I just, at this point, I have so little faith and trust in EA that I'm I'm just going to wait and see. I'm, I'm not going to get hype about anything they do until they've proved that they've learned their lesson and they're not going to try and just completely nickel and dime and screw the consumer as best as they can to just turn their games into money extraction machines. And that's so, uh, that's just it. I'm actually kind of scared for Anthem. I'm scared because if it fails, I think that's the end of Bioware as we know it. Like, Bioware has pulled all staff off of the Dragon Age reboot game that they were doing. They've pulled all staff, support staff, except for the ones like keeping minimal uh, live services on other games to make sure Anthem gets released as best as possible. And there was an interview that... Uh, I, I don't know if I sent it to you guys or not, but um, there was a Kotaku interview where the creative designer of Anthem or the uh, creative producer said when EA first announced that it was coming out in like third quarter 2018 they were like no it's not that was never a realistic date we don't know why that's why they said that so uh yeah I'm kind of scared for that game I hope it does well yeah I think you're I think uh you're you're correct I mean EA has had the past couple years they've very much been picking up studios letting them release like a game and then grinding them into mush murdering them mercilessly it's Bioware has let's just say the name of Bioware has not has not it hasn't I don't think it's gained a lot of good work of you know good vibes or feelings over the past few years um so I don't care about Bioware at all, so let them release it and shut it down. Who gives a fudge? What? I don't don't know that I've ever played a game by them. Um, And, you know, if they release a great game, great. If they release several crappy games in a row, you heard it here first, folks. Human Swine Josh rejects entirety of Bioware's legendary library. Mortal 11. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of 
Real quick, Josh is going to give you his tech minute because you've been missing it and so, so many things have been happening. And then we'll probably wrap it up. So, one, um, graphics card shipments have dropped 40% in the last month or so. In the last quarter. Yeah. So, uh, guys, <laughs> get hype. The graphics card market might be returning to semi-normal as Should I start is, NVIDIA gets ready to launch its 11 series uh, cards and probably ruin Should everything I start hopping my Ethereum now you know, or in 20 minutes? Blockchain! Now. Now. Um, and AMD did it. They've really, really, really f***ed Intel this time. Um, AMD released their second... <laughs> they released their second series of Ryzen processors... Um, they have gone from 14 to 12 nanometers, and they have pound for pound now basically gotten their processors to the equivalent frequencies that the Intel chips have with more cores and are cheaper. The Ryzen 2700X, their top-of-the-line processor, 8 cores, 16 threads, 3.7 gigahertz base clock, with a turbo up to 4.3, basically putting it on par with the i7-8700K with six cores and 12 threads, um, which retails for about 370 right now on sale for about 340 without a cooler. That'll be important in a second. While the Ryzen 2700X uh, retails for 329 and comes with an incredible AMD Prism RGB lighting, fancy ass, incredibly efficient cooler. So if you get the Intel processor, yeah, you get it for 20 bucks more, but then you also have to go and buy a cooler for at least 30, 40, 50, $60. Um, yeah, AMD came out swinging and then they came out swinging even harder. Um, I don't know what Intel's gonna do here. They really need to get their 10 nanometer together. Same because AMD is just going to continue to eat their lunch and uh your hatred for Intel for the past year is just and don't, hey hey I have an Intel CPU don't get me wrong I probably would have gotten a Ryzen had I waited a little longer but the problem I have with Intel is they just haven't innovated <laughs> they were supposed to have the 10 nanometer chips out over a year and a half ago then they come out with like this weird half-step processor and then this weird half-step processor like six months later and then they're talking about another processor in another six months it's like they have completely segmented their market they haven't done any innovation because amd wasn't keeping up there for quite some time and then amd starts with these new ryzen processors to eat their lunch and they're like oh we need to do something so they rush some shit to market and they're like ha look we put two more cores on it and it's a little bit faster haha we win again and then Ryzen comes back and says, well, actually, no, we're doing the real innovation. F*** you, Intel. And I just... You see, now you see, it, it's kind of like, well, yep. well, first of all, it's just Josh's beef with Intel started when, when, when his 8 nanometer <laughs> stuff briefs. got dunked on by Intel's 10 nanometer stuff. Are we um, still talking about and, and really, just, or just, to, just to translate this for um, everybody else... <laughs> 
So basically, Intel was about to final flash on uh, AMD's Goku, but Goku hit him with the level three warp Kamehameha, where he, at the last second, he transported behind Intel's Vegeta and lit that mofo up with the warp Kamehameha from the back dough. And that's your tech mics, Josh's mics tech minute translated. Brought to you by me. And Dragon Ball Fighters. And Dragon Ball Fighter Z. 2018 game of the year. So it's so niche. great that we have it right now instead of at the end. I, I don't know, I don't know if it should come in first I, I, or first. I've got a war. I'm starting to change my mind. It's such a hard choice. <laughs> See, it's not, though. It's not. Because it's the best. It's so good. I, I, tell you what. Tell you what. Mike. Mike, until you touch and play for I'm not. I will hours, never play Monster Hunter. Monster Do not get, try to get me into Monster Hunter. About I'm not game. doing this. He hate he so so. Ladies and gentlemen, he's afraid that he'll love it. Is the problem because he knows he'll love it. Well, I will not play Monster Hunter with the fox. Game. I will not play Monster Hunter with socks. I will not play Monster Hunter on a train. I will Thank not play Monster Hunter on a plane. And being patient on our brief hiatus, we really appreciate I will not play it. Monster we Hunter in my house. Hope you I will not play Monster Hunter. Wait, Josh. Before you sign off, I do want to appreciate everyone that did come back from the last channel that we have to this one, and we hope that you like the new format that we're using now, where the episodes are now a little bit shorter and broken up. And then there's a long-form episode that you can just go ahead and listen to the whole thing if you want. Because we notice that a lot of people seem to fall off at around the, like, eh, 5 to 20-minute mark, just depending on your listening strategy. Of course, if you're listening to this on the full-form audio podcast, well... Strap in, still folks. Keep listening. I hope I'm coming through your, hope I'm coming through your car speakers. Mm. Turn left now. But, uh, so Josh... We haven't changed the social media platform. Yeah. Nor have we changed the Oh, man, that's platform. weird. Where can they find okay, us? Okay, well, make sure you've subscribed to our new YouTube channel. Um, you can also still find us at Facebook. Just put us in the search, bo- search book, search box on Facebook, Unscripted wow. Gaming. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. You can get us on Google Play Music. You can get us on iTunes. You can get us on Stitcher. You can get us on SoundCloud.com slash unscripted-gaming. Get us in your earballs. Listen to us everywhere. Hit us up on Twitter. Chat with us. Interact with us. We love engagement. Hashtag brands. If you send us, a, if you send us a question, we my name is Josh. We'll just read it and laugh at your bad question. So, My name is Josh. My name is Mike. My name is Ray. Peace.